Happy Monday. Technically, it is Sunday when I'm recording this segment because I really wanted to get out a couple of articles before I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, right to the top, right to the point. First off, I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend. Um, we had a great weekend, a great Saturday uh, with the 35th annual Coastal Cleanup, and uh, let's just say it was a overwhelming. Success. Um, they had estimated about 200 plus people showed up. Um, I think even the number was close to around 220 people. So, fantastic. Thank you very much for coming out. Um, I did happen to see a few Boy Scout troops that did show up too. So, thank you to those young men for coming out and helping out. They must have hauled away at least uh, five or six truckloads. Uh, by the time I left, they already had three of the trucks just loaded up. So I did notice a lot of trash being picked up. Thank you again to everybody that showed up. It was a great success, and I'm looking forward to you guys showing up uh, for the 36th annual one. If not, if they have, uh, I don't know if they have Earth Day, but there's also an Earth Day event that I attend, but that's through East Bay Regional Park District in my area. So, again, success for the coastal cleanup. It helps, but unfortunately, we're going to still see trash. Trash always finds its way back into uh, into my life, at least, when I'm doing some volunteer cleanup. Okay, great. Uh, all right, so let's get right to it. This is going to be a jam-packed podcast. I'm going to try to go through, blow through everything as fast as possible, but I still have comments, of course. I'm going to get right to... Uh, well, Jesus. <laughs> There's some funny stuff going on. We're going to have a little bit of everything. We're going to have, let's, let's start off a little light. So, pretty much, the Area 51, rating Area 51 um, party uh, was kind of a bust. So, they didn't anticipate the number of people as they thought that was going to be there. And I'll get right to this article, because I think it's pretty funny on some of what people were saying. Uh, hundreds of curious earthlings, this, this is uh, from the Associated Press. Uh, in Hico, Nevada, I know of Rachel. I've been out there, um, but I, I guess Hico is kind of nearby there too. It's really out in the middle of nowhere. Hundreds of curious Earthlings from around the world traveled to the secret Area 51 military base in the Nevada desert after seeing an internet hoax dubbed Storm Area 51. Uh, about a hundred made it all the way to the gates 
of the remote site that has been long the focus of UFO conspiracy theories. A Canadian, now this is, this is where it gets a little funny, a Canadian was cited for indecent exposure, I, I believe he was urinating in public, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but nobody broke down the gates in search of the three-eyed aliens or no UFOs appeared over, uh, appeared them over them in the skies. It wasn't long before the revelers peacefully rejoined 2,000 other people at alien-themed festivals in the tiny towns of Rachel and Hiko. So I guess Hiko is kind of near there. I, I don't know where exactly. I have been to Rachel and to the Alien Inn. Um, it's just in the middle of nowhere. Um, one guy, a 25-year-old named Cyril Student of Lille, I hope I pronounced that right, Lille, France, said he was disappointed at the how... How few people were at the event. Uh, yeah, first off, boy, you're coming from France. What the hell are you doing spending money coming from France to, to invade a military base? I mean, what the heck did you think you were going to accomplish? You know? I think once you get to the gates, it's another 20 miles to Groom Lake. You're not going anywhere near there. And I doubt you're going to outrun any bullets that you know military personnel might shoot at you. So that's kind of stupid in his, as far as I, can, I see it. Uh, he took video for his YouTube channel and said he would wait until Friday night to make his final assessment on the experience. Uh, quote, if we get together, have some music, have some beers, that would be a success, Sutton had said. Listen, you can do that at home. You don't need to fly all the way from France to uh, Rachel, Nevada. Or actually Las Vegas, and then you got to find your way from Vegas to Rachel uh, just to have some beers and listen to some music. I think that's pretty stupid as far as I'm concerned. Uh, another one, another reveler, uh, Jade Gore, who quit her job at a Dairy Queen in Worthington, Minnesota and drove to Nevada with Tracy Ferguson. Uh, they wrote, Area 51 bound, and also wrote on the... Uh, Co uh, coming for dim alien cheeks in green paint on their windows of their cars. Uh, people were taking pictures and laughing the whole way, said Gore, 19, of course 19, right, uh, who sported dyed green hair and eyebrows. I've always said don't trust anybody that dyes their hair green, purple, or blue, or bright red, or pink. I don't take them seriously. I'm sorry, it's just the way I am. Um... Uh, Ferguson, a truck driver, said they decided to make the trip after seeing the social media post in June calling for people to uh, converge on the remote U.S. Air Force Base test site. Quote, it started as a joke and now people are getting to know each other, said Ferguson, 23, of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, authorities expected more people throughout the day. And, uh, but it, um... They were sternly discouraged by the military and other law enforcement from acting on the internet hoax that jokingly said, quote, they can't stop all of, they can't stop all of us. Let's see them aliens. Unquote. A uh, music group called Wiley Savage erected a stage Thursday near the Little Alien Inn motel in Rachel. And began playing after dark for several hundred campers who braved temperatures that dropped into around 45 degrees. Quote, it started as a joke, but it's not a joke for us, Wiley Savage guitarist Alan Burton said. We know people will come out. We just don't know how many. 
And uh, here's the, this is the funniest part. Daniel Martinez, 31, a dealer of Pokemon collectible cards from Pomona, was among the first to whirl and dance at the dusty makeshift festival grounds. He stayed warm beneath a wolf spirit hood and faux fur jacket. So there you go. Sounds like it's a big bust for everybody there in Rachel, Nevada. That was seven minutes of my life. I will never get back in probably two days for them. Okay. Also, real quick, I want to play for you real quickly. This is a viral video I seen this morning, uh, Sunday morning, because I am taping part of this on Sunday. A viral video of, it seems there is a player uh, let me just play, oh my gosh, what's going on here? Basically, somebody had made a, a comment, uh, I don't know if it was a fan, or, or no, no, it was a fan in the stands, and during the televised uh, football game between Ole Miss and uh, Berkeley Cal, a guy uh, pretty much had stated his opinion about Cal, in Berkeley, in general, with a, a, I'll just let, I'll just play it. Uh, just if you got, if you're under 18 or you got kids nearby, uh, put, plug their ears. It's going to have some language to it, but I think it's kind of funny. So let me. I have. I'm not technically savvy, so I'm going to have to move my microphone close to my laptop to play this. But hopefully you can hear it. And let's let's try it right now and take a listen. All right, where? That is not it. Here you go. Come on. Oh my lord, let's go. I hit the the back button accidentally. Here we go. Any day now. Come on. Now, this is what I get for uploading while I'm the internet while I'm downloading video. Ugh. Okay, I don't know if you heard him. I I'm going to try to play it one more time, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it. Here we go. Listen very carefully to this guy in the audience. Okay, I think you get it. <laughs> so, uh, the guy says, F.U. Communist M.F.er. Um, okay, I'm just going to... I'll, I'll quickly... <laughs> and then somehow, I guess it ended up on the air. And it was, it was... It went viral on Twitter. People were talking about it. I'm just going to say one thing. Uh, I do live in the Bay Area. And unfortunately, Berkeley is in the Bay Area, in the East Bay. And I do have to go out to Berkeley um, periodically. Um, job related but there is one thing I've always known the people know especially um, in the Berkeley area that in Berkeley um, it is kind of um, a, a Marxist communist type of environment they have a bookstore out there that is that is tucked away in a small little tiny 
strip mall that's hidden in a parking garage. And in this bookstore is a communist bookstore. I've ran it's been there for decades. Uh, so it's nothing new in Berkeley. Thing is, is uh, they use this uh, recently, in just within years, they've been using this as a kind of a headquarters for Antifa and for a lot of these pro-communist type of groups. Um, there is a video some, somewhere on YouTube where there's a guy uh, who is videotaping this group in a closed session, and you can see it through the windows of the bookstore. There are young people in there, and there are older people in there, which happen to be professors of Cal Berkeley. And they're sitting there coordinating on how they can disrupt uh, speakers that are, you know, conservative speakers that have been um, scheduled to appear on the campus in Cal Berkeley. And you've probably seen the videos where, you know, you got those little fake-ass ninjas that are running around, you know, and, and breaking windows and, and shooting mortars at, at police. And the police are just standing there with their hands tied because the city officials won't let them do anything. But what's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like their headquarters for Antifa and, 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 you know, these professors that, you know, these young professors that indoctrinate this kind of ideology to these young people that are just basically clueless to, to anything, really. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so I can actually see how somebody in Mississippi can literally look at Cal Berkeley and, and say something like, you know, F-U-U, communist mf -er, you know? I mean, I mean, if you're going to have a reputation like that, I don't think I'd, you know, as a parent, I'd want to spend money on my, my kid going to a school like that, um, that has a reputation like that. I don't see it as anything beneficial. So, there you go. I thought you guys would take a look at it. I found this on, uh, what did I find this on? Uh, you can probably find it all over the web. This particular one I found on Deadspin. So, take a look at it. Deadspin. Hot Mike at Old Miss Cal picks up Fanyon. F.U. Communist M.F.R. Good stuff right there. So, shout out to that guy. He got it right, actually. There are a lot of... Con I don't know if that now... I don't know if the football player... In all fairness, I don't know if he's a communist. You know, he just probably went there for the... Uh, you know, because he was getting paid to, to go to college being a football player. Okay, real quick, one more thing, because I am coming up on 15 minutes. Boy, I tell you, I'm telling you, it's a jam-packed show. Uh, Antonio Brown, boy, this morning, I wanted to get this one out. Antonio Brown is just kind of, he has called it quits with the NFL. Antonio Brown to NFL, take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. This is from Deadline. And basically, Antonio's uh, he's he's <laughs> he's burning his national NFL bridges. Uh, the Pro Bowl receiver sent out a series of tweets today saying he won't play anymore in the NFL, targeting New England's Patriots owner Robert Kraft and Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, the source of Brown's ire appears to be the the bonus money he won't collect from the Oakland Raiders and Patriots. He was scheduled to get $29.125 million in guaranteed money from the Raiders and $9 million from the Patriots. Oh, Jesus Christ. Raiders are throwing... Like, they can afford that. With $5 million to the latter due on Monday, ESPN citing sources said both have been rescinded. You know, Raiders, come on, man. You guys are going to tank in Vegas. With I don't know why you're throwing him 20... Just, over 29 million dollars to the guy i mean you really living a dream 
Uh, Trouble Brown faces legal troubles from a civil lawsuit uh, by former trainer Brittany Taylor, who has accused him of rape and sexual assault. He also is accused of sexual misconduct by another woman in a Sports Illustrated story earlier this week. He has been on three teams in the last year, being traded by Pittsburgh and released by Oakland and New England over various issues related uh, to his conduct. The Players Association may appeal on Brown's behalf on the money. The Raiders' guarantee was voided when the team released him September 7th. And, and if you don't know why he was released, I mean, it's not really reported in the news about why this all started with the Raiders. I mean, he had sent there and basically called out uh, the general manager, a cracker, uh, used a racist slur directed towards the towards the GM, and you, you just really don't see that part of it coming up in the news, but it was reported around here locally. Um, and it says that the Patriots are backing off on the funding because Brown failed to tell them about Taylor, the Taylor incident before signing, uh, signing, violating a clause which calls for a player to disclose any situations that might prevent continued availability. Uh, but he did get one game in there, and he got a touchdown, so... I guess they were happy about that. But if he wasn't playing, they probably would never got that touchdown. And so I don't know how much that would have affected the game. But I think that was that blowout they had in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the final straw for Brown's stay in New England was a series of threatening texts sent to the Sports Illustrated accuser. He was released shortly after that exchange was revealed. Brown also... Uh, tweeted out against former friend and quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, citing his four-game suspension in 2010 for violating the NFL's personal contact policy based on a sexual assault accusation. He has since deleted the tweet. Uh, Brown's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, has previously claimed there was interest around the league about Brown's services once his legal situation is cleared. Uh, NFL said Friday Brown would not be placed on commissioner's exempt list while he is a free agent, if he is signed by a club, such placement may become appropriate at any time depending on the status of the investigation. The NFL also said its investigation to Brown is ongoing and will be pursued vigorously and expeditiously. You know, here's the thing. You know, the NFL, under Roger Goodell especially, has prided itself as being becoming a social justice warrior platform. Um, they were definitely okay with guys kneeling uh, against the flag and the, the national anthem. Um, they're, they're, you know, they're all about, you know, um, I mean, what, what, why did they allow this guy to continuously play after uh, all these accusations? I mean, why did they just say, okay, go ahead to the Patriots, you know, and play? You know, I thought that maybe they would kind of say, okay, hey, Brown, you need to kick back until we you know, really thoroughly investigate this. You know, I mean, if the NFL doesn't want to come off like a bunch of hypocrites, don't sit there and allow a guy to play if he's being accused by two women of rape and sexual assault. On top of that, initially, before all that came to light, and I don't even know how much the Raiders even knew about this before when they signed the guy, you know, he's calling the GM a racist slur. You know, this is a this is a, a league that has been recently trying to you know bring together inclusion, right? Racial inclusion, um, 
But here we got these guys raping women. I mean, who was that? Uh, what was his name? Uh, he's assaulting women in a... Uh, I think he played with the Baltimore... He's assaulting women. I mean, they got all these people in the, you know, and they're trying to pride themselves like, oh, you know, we're social justice warriors and everything. But here your players are, you know, going out doing all these kind of things, you know. And they're getting away with it and they're still playing and making money. So I don't know why the NFL would sit there and just say, hey, you know, enough of this crap and start, you know, cracking the whip on these guys, you know. Don't sit there and be a bunch of social justice warriors and say you're all for the, you know, you know, just everything about it. It's just, it just stinks of hypocrisy. So NFL, you're a big failure as far as I'm concerned in that regard. All right, that's enough of that. Ugh. I can rant on, but yeah. So Antonio Brown, whew, man, dude, bro, it ain't looking too good for you. Okay, so I'm just going to take a break. I need a drink of water. And, oh, real quick, and on the sports front, Ace are still winning. And from what I last seen, there's, there's still a game and a half in the wild card, ale wild card race. Right on. Go A's. So I wanted to throw a little bit of local shout-out. Um, and that's about it. And I will be back after a brief intermission. All right, we're back. Um, right off the top, I went to go take a look at exactly uh, what the score is with the Raiders in Minnesota. And as I figured, the Raiders are choking 28-7 to just after halftime. It's the third period or third quarter right now. Okay, I want to talk about kids and the climate change thing going on. And what... I'm not going to read no article. I'm just going to kind of go with this. You know, at Friday, there are a lot of kids that are coming out, young kids coming out of high schools, and they have decided they were going to protest and demand uh, climate change. And the thing, I, the problem I have with this is, first off, kids should not be taken, allowed to get out of their classroom and start crying about climate change. That is not an important issue for them at the moment. They could do that before school. They could do that after school. They can do that on their lunch break. They can do that on a Saturday or a Sunday. I have a problem with teachers allowing students to leave class. Uh, it's bad enough we have kids that are basically, I don't know if it's a Oakland school, a Unified School District per se, but we do have kids that are graduating out of our high schools that don't even know how to read or write. They're literally getting pushed through like cattle. Um... And that is that is a known fact, and and, and it's been reported in here in the in the Bay Area, and I I believe it is, and I think it is Oakland. I'm not too, don't hold me to that one, but 
But I mean, we got kids dumb as rocks graduating. And they're going into these, and on top of that, going into these colleges. They're, they're basically, for example, when was this? This is about maybe a year, just over a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Um, they, there were some grade school kids that were probably about, they were like in kindergarten, first grade, and teachers. I don't forgot what the subject matter was. I think it was a. It was in regards. I think yeah, it was in regards to like um, police brutality, police shootings, and stuff like that. And it was in Oakland. And teachers were taking young kids that were as young as kindergarten and first grade, and these kids were holding signs, taking them out of the classroom, holding signs. They're saying like, you know, cops need to be investigated, and just you know, anti-cop stuff. And these, the teachers were marching these kids around the school block. And I'm, I'm shocked. First of all, you look at the sign. The kids at that age, kindergarten and first grade, I mean, they were, they were toddlers. They don't know how to spell. So obviously, you know, an adult made those signs for them, okay? And second of all, what the hell are you doing taking people's kids out and marching them in front of TV cameras? There must have been, I mean, from what I've seen, I remember seeing in a video, they had like three or four different cameras on them. Marching these kids around, holding signs, you know, just getting them involved into to like protesting. And you see a lot of that. You see a lot of kids being used for protesting. I think if you, if you want to, if you really, you know, that involves, especially teenagers... You know, I mean, they they kind of get a sense of what's going on. But if they want something to say or do, you know, in, in, ch in changing things and, and have a voice on that, that, that's fine. But don't take them away from school. I have a big problem with that. And when I see, like, a young gal, I think her name is Greta. I don't know. She's a Swedish young girl who's 16. She's running around shooting her mouth off like she's got some kind of brain about how climate change is you know climate change is going to burn up we're all going to die in about 10 years i mean we get that kind of you know where we get this kind of nonsense from from idiots like you know uh, aoc you know the, the 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 congresswoman who you know went from being a bartender to uh getting into the white or getting into capitol hill and going around telling everybody we're all going to die in 12 years because we're just going to be decimated by climate change. We only have 12 years to survive. That's just ridiculous. You know what that is? That's fear-mongering. And when you get you get somebody like AOC to go around and say dumb shit like that, you know, shame on her. I mean, the, the I mean, have you listened to her at all? I mean, the she's absolutely brain dead. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. She doesn't know anything. And she talks about like I think some she had mentioned she has a degree in economics, but here she's spewing this green new deal that's going to cost tens of tens of trillions of dollars to accomplish. She doesn't want people to eat, you know, hamburgers. She wants to get rid of cows because cows fart too much. She wants to I don't know. She doesn't. She wants a train to be built all the way from California to Hawaii, you know, to save the environment. Just ridiculous ideas, you know. And these kids are impressionable. They see her, it's like, oh, you know, she's she's so goddamn great. Oh, I want to be like her, you know. And she just shoots her mouth off you know, on Twitter and all these other social media sites. And these kids, they they latch on to the whole idea. And now you got now you got these teenagers 
they're skipping class and and they're saying, "Oh, we're gonna burn, we're gonna burn in hell, all oh, humanity, it's over with." You know, and you know, it's funny speaking about this. There's a kid, and I had asked him. He's he's here in my town, and I've seen him three times now in the last few weeks, and he holds up a sign saying. Um, Something about climate change and we're all going to be doomed. I think that was something like doom, doomsday or something. I don't know. He's just a he's a teenager and he's there by himself and he stands at this uh, this medium um, and he's holding the sign. And finally, I just I biked up to the guy and I said, "Hey, man!" I said, "I said, do you truly believe you know we're all going to perish?" And he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "The way we're going." He goes, "The way we're going, brother. We're all going to be we're all going to be dead in ten years." You know, I just, I, I couldn't help it. I just laughed at him. I said, who's it? Where do you get this idea from? You know, he says, man, it's a fact. It's scientific fact. No, it's not fact. You, you basically, if it comes from his teacher, because I don't, I don't see any parent that really would say, something, you know, teach their kids to be doing this kind of crap unless the parents are just unhinged. I, that is not science. Just because a, a teacher tells you this it's not science okay and many of these young teachers these days that they're bringing into these schools to teach our youth are telling them all these war you know i mean excuse me the all these uh you know horror stories you know they're basically sharing their own personal beliefs on our children you know they're indoctrinating them with their political and social beliefs you know uh we're all going to die in 10 years uh Orange man in Washington D.C. is evil. Uh, white people are, are you know, uh, are privileged, and uh, you know, it just goes on and on. Just, just ridiculous nonsense, you know. This Chelsea Handler type of ideology, you know, well, it's just ridiculous. And and you hear it coming from these Democrat, you know, presidential candidates, you know. That say, oh, white people are privileged. I'm, I'm sorry for being white. And they're apologizing for who they are. I mean, what the hell is that, you know? And so these, I mean, kids see today's politicians like, like AOC and, and, and that idiot Beto O'Rourke and, and the rest of them, and just the rest of those people. And it just kind of makes you think, like, what the hell is wrong with you guys, man? You know, it, my, my suggestion to the whole thing is, Take your kids out of public school. Just take them out. Take them out. Homeschool your children. Teach them right from wrong. Don't teach. Don't let somebody else teach your kids nonsense. You know. Don't let them spread their own political and social beliefs on your children. Don't have them. Don't stick signs in your toddler's hands and have them walk around the block. I see a lot of that. You know. I see a lot of these protests these kids have, and and they're holding up signs that. It's ridiculous. I don't know, man. Just take take your kids out of public school. I don't even think private school is safe anymore. And I sure in the hell, if you're a parent deciding to put your kids through college, trust me, it's not worth it. Save your money. There's plenty of great online uh, colleges out there. In fact, a lot of colleges do a lot of online. Uh, you can get a degree, you know, through a lot of uh, well-known collegiate uh, background, you know, like, Stanford has a program I know of. Uh, just a lot of them, on and on. Just get them out of. The, just keep them away from these prof these so-called professors. You know, keep some, 
from believing all that crap. Okay, that's enough. Now I'm ran that would be rambling if I just kept going on. Okay, one more thing, and then I'm going to stop. I wanted to get to this. Right off the top, real quickly, Bay Area. This is for Bay Area people. Jobs are still booming in the Bay Area. Uh, Bay Area added 5,100 jobs uh, just during August alone. Uh, last month's upswing was led by the region's three major employment hubs, the South Bay, East Bay, and San Francisco, San Mateo region. And here's the breakdown real quickly for all you Bay Area people. The East Bay saw 2,400 jobs. San Francisco, San Mateo County saw 2,200. South Bay saw 1,900 added jobs. Solano County, 500. But on the downslope, Sonoma County lost 300. Napa County uh, lost 300. And the big loss was in Marin County with 1,300 jobs lost, but a total of still a steady uh, incline of 5,100 jobs were created. Uh, those Sonoma, Napa, and Marin County losses, that's not good. That's, that's one of our richest areas here in the, in the region, in the Bay Area region. And when you, on top of that, with the continuously growing cost of living, uh, not only in, in the state, but here in the Bay Area, 5,100 jobs really isn't enough to, to match up well uh, with that. Okay, there's that. So, congratulations to the 5,100 people that got jobs. Uh, real quick, a shout out to our firefighters in Alameda, California, as well as the Coast Guard and the police. A man was uh, recovering in an area hospital after Oakland and Alameda firefighters teamed up to rescue him in the water near the Park Street Bridge. Shortly after 5.30 p.m. Monday, firefighters and Alameda police responded to reports of a man in Oakland estuary floating west near the Park Street Landing Shopping Center on Blanding Street, the Alameda Fire Department said in a statement Tuesday after police were able to toss the man a life ring a private a private boat helped bring fire fire department rescue swimmers close enough to reach the man who was just beginning to go under uh the man was brought in by a rescue board to one of the two Alameda fire department rescue boats where he was treated before being taken to the area hospital and currently Alameda fire officials did not have did not return any calls um to the Bay Area News Group on the man's condition but and credit other first responders, including the U.S. Coast Guard, rescue boat and helicopter. Um, they had no report, unconfirmed report as well. So there you go. Congratulations to our, our fire and U.S. Coast Guard personnel for doing a great job and saving that man's life. All right, I am taking a break. I'm going to come back with one more segment and try to wrap this up real quick. So thank you very much for tuning in. Stay with me if you can. All right, peace out. Oh, not peace out yet. I'll, I'll just, I'll be back. All right, guys. We are back. Um, let's get right to it. Sideshows. That's the first subject I have. Uh, who's that? Thought somebody was here to see me. Okay, right off the top from Oakland, here in Oakland. Sideshows. If you don't know what sideshow is, if you know you're not from the Bay Area or 
basically California in general. You're somewhere else in another part of the world. Sideshows are where people get into cars that are modified or maybe not even modified. You just probably have just a, a hoopty of a vehicle that's, you know, just a piece of junk. And you, you just go out there and you do donuts and people are hanging out the windows and other people are just standing there egging them on. And, uh, you know, videotaping the whole mess. Just go on YouTube. I'm sure there's plenty of sideshows. I mean, they even had one where a guy, you know, a couple cars stopped traffic in middle freeways. One in front of the Oakland Coliseum at one time and even one on the Golden Gate Bridge. And many of these guys come from outside of Oakland. They're not even, they, they live like out in the valley or something. And they come all the way to Oakland because, you know, I guess it's, I guess Oakland is a place to be to do sideshows. But they just, Majority of them are just people from outside the area. But anyhow, that's what a sideshow is. Just a place where guys can burn up their tires. And, you know, I guess they got enough money to buy new sets of tires. But this uh, particular story, uh, right up to date, here in Oakland. Multiple displays lead to calls of several neighborhoods in Oakland. Police start, uh, uh, the police uh, had a busy Sunday night responding to sideshows in different parts of the city. Police arrested one man for throwing bottles at officers. Yeah, that's another problem. Uh, they'll even shoot off guns before the police get there. You know, they'll shoot guns off in the air just to stir, up the, stir themselves up. Um, but anyhow, officers at Shacho and 5,500 block of Foothill Boulevard. The officer suffered a minor injury making the arrest and was treated at the scene. Um, Oakland sideshow activity started around 6.30 p.m. Sun, uh, Sunday and lasted until about 9.30. So that's three hours. Uh, officers estimate between 80 and well over 100 vehicles at some of the sites. In uh, in some instances, several hundred spectators cheering them on. Besides Foothill Boulevard, at least three other sideshows took place in East and West Oakland. Police reported only one arrest, but it did not appear that anyone was sighted or had vehicles towed. Jesus Christ. Um... After kicking off stepped-up enforcement in April, police worked to suppress sideshows into, into the summer. Their goal was to limit fatalities and injuries. Uh, Watson said, uh, Oakland, uh, Oakland police will continue to have additional staffing on weekends to deter sideshows and take enforcement action. Alameda County Sheriff's Office deputies and California Highway Patrol officers have been assisting in enforcement efforts as they did Sunday. You know, and here's the thing with that, you know. I've mentioned this before. The only way you're going to teach these guys or anybody for you know whether they're they're from Oakland or wherever the hell they're from, the only way you're going to teach these guys anything, I mean, just to, to stop this behavior is you have to quit coming in there and breaking it up while they scatter like like light hitting cockroaches, you know, where they just go in all kinds of different directions from the police, and the police can't stop them. What the police need to start doing, and lawmakers especially need to start doing, is to put out a bill there in Sacramento, instead of like making plastic straws illegal, how about writing a bill about these sideshows? And, you know, it's a public nuisance. It's a, it's a hazardous. It, you know, somebody can get seriously hurt, and people have. But why don't they make a bill where they can sit there and impose, if they catch somebody... Arrest them. First of all, you arrest them. You take them to jail. Give them a mandatory sentence starting off the first time for 30 days. Even though they'll be out in 20 days, give them 30 days. And then when you 
take their vehicle, you don't hold it there for 30 days because maybe they have enough money to pull it out. Even though the pulling out their vehicle might, you know, be a couple of grand, I mean, for storage fees and everything, just take the damn car, seize it, and put it back into the community. Sell it. Auction it off. They don't get their vehicles back at all. Just auction it off. Whether you sell the damn thing in one big car or you just break it down into little parts and pieces, recoup the value of the vehicle that is seized and use that money and have that money go back into our communities. I mean, here's a good start. Oakland has a big pothole issue. They got guys out there, uh, these pothole vigilante guys, going there fixing the potholes that the city is supposed to be doing. But the city doesn't know how to you know, allocate its funds, so you got residents coming out there and doing their job. Because they say, we don't have money. Well, here's a great idea. Take the cars, sell them, auction them off, recoup on the value of whatever you get for the cars, and put it back into the community, starting with potholes, or maybe, you know, hiring more police, or maybe drug treatment programs, or helping the homeless, something. But don't sit there, break up a crowd, and not do a goddamn thing about it. It don't make no sense. You don't you don't take you, you don't rest nobody, you don't take no cars. I mean, even if you just grabbed one car out of a hundred, you're at least gonna get you're gonna get some money for it. Those cars that I see that are on video spinning around, trust me, when the word goes out that the you know Oakland and Alameda County are saying, okay, enough of this shit, you know, we're gonna take their fucking shit and we're gonna sell that stuff and we're gonna keep that money and and Dispose of it back into the community, allocate that, the revenue from those sales, those auction sales of those vehicles, put it back into the community, put it back into what, what's needed, into education, jobs, job skills, you know, things that gives back to the community. Instead of just saying, oh, here's a ticket, have a good day. I mean, that's what it looks like. And, you know, you got people, you got decent people in our in the community wondering they can't get a good night's sleep they gotta wonder if their kids are gonna get hit by these fucking vehicles i mean come on man but no you got people like libby shaft taking pictures she knows what's best for her community meanwhile oakland's turning into a shithole just like san francisco already is and things like that okay that's my take on that and again back to oakland let's get on the subject of drugs smuggling a man carrying cocaine in Oakland gets three years a drug courier managed to board a December 2018 flight bound for Utah with a package containing 12 pounds of 12, 12 pounds of cocaine Jesus Christ you can kill what a herd of elephant with that much 12 pounds of cocaine, but was arrested after authorities seized his second package of the drug, according to recently released court records. Eric Schumacher, Schumacher put more than 24 pounds of cocaine inside vacuum-sealed, duct-taped packages loaded 
the packages into two suitcases and booked a flight at Oakland International Airport. He made it to the terminal but was arrested by federal authorities who detected the other 12-pound suitcase as it went through security, prosecutors said. Uh, goes on. Uh, September 13th, the hearing, federal judge sentenced him to 36 months, three, well, basically three years, in federal prison. Less than half of what prosecutors argued was warranted for his brazen breach of airport security. Uh, there you go, justice system. Uh, quote, all it takes is one time, one committed person bent on doing evil to create immeasurable loss to countless families. And that is the truth. Uh, Assistant U.S. Attorney Ryan Razai, hope I pronounced that right, wrote in a sentencing memo acknowledging one of the packages was actually loaded onto the flight. Quote, these bricks could have been anything. It just so happened that on this occasion, these large bricks were only cocaine. You know, and he just goes on. It, that's just amazing. I mean, you, you. I mean, that that destroys lives, people. That really does destroy lives. Three years, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he can do two thirds of that time and be out in a couple of years, and right back to the the same old good stuff. So, but following up with some more drug trafficking news. And earlier I gave a shout-out to the Coast Guard, but this particular gentleman who's with the Coast Guard, I do not give a shout-out to. He's a drug pusher. He's a drug trafficker. And this is out of Oakland, too. Oakland. I'm telling you, Oakland is a hotbed of drugs. Big time. You thought weed was a problem in Oakland. No, sir. It's a, this, is, this is a junction point. You know, Not all drugs come here and stay here. Drugs come here and then get shipped elsewhere. Oakland is a port for drugs. But this is out of Oakland. This is a, this is a, a Bay Area, right off the top Bay Area, Coast Guard commander is charged with importing narcotics. A U.S. Coast Guard in Oakland, a U.S. Coast Guard commander was charged with illegal importation of controlled substances Wednesday, a U.S. Just, Justice Department spokesman said. According to a complaint, James Silcox III, 41, received three shipments of tramadol, a controlled substance and narcotic to post to post office boxes over the summer. I do not know what tramadol is. It seems like every year, you know, I watch that Drugs Incorporated and I see those shows and stuff like that. And every year, it just seems like somebody's coming up with new drugs. I don't know what the hell's going on. You know, they just in July. An 865-gram package from Singapore headed for a post office box was flagged by U.S. Customs and Border, Pro Border Protection Officers at the U.S. Postal Service's International Mail Facility at New York's JFK International Airport. Congratulations to those guys. Big shout-out to them. Good job, U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Officers at the Postal Service's San Francisco Air Mail Facility intercepted a 650-tablet Tramadol package from Singapore in August before receiving another package September 13th that contained 458 grams of Tramadol. I gotta look that. I don't even know what the hell Tramadol is. I mean, is that like a base ingredient for like meth or, or uh, what is, what the hell they call that? I forgot. Man, I'm way out of touch. 
Uh, D DSP, I forgot. Here are so many of them out there now. After law enforcement officers swa swapped out the August packages Tramador for subs substitute material, they delivered it to Silcox, Silcox Post Office Box Monday. He picked up the package the same day, and officers arrested him Tuesday at his Coast Guard Island residence. Woof. So Cox was released on his, on personal recognizance bond after appearing in San Francisco federal court Wednesday morning, and he will return Thursday this week uh, to identify counsel and attend a preliminary hearing before U.S. Magistrate Judge Candace Westmore. I wonder if she's the same chick that let that crazy guy uh, out after he had um, assaulted a woman in her apartment. That's another story. That was pretty popular. Uh, he faces up to five years in prison and $250,000 fine for each violation. But federal sentencing guidelines will ultimately affect any imposed sentence. So there you go. All right, I think I'm done. So shame on him. He is not, he should be stripped. I'm pretty sure they'll fire him from, uh, from the Coast Guard. We don't need guys like that. Uh, Twitter suspends over 10,000 accounts. Many of them coming from Ecuador, Arab Emirates, uh, 4,000 found coming out of Arab Emirates, another 4,000 from China, basically uh, spreading political misinformation. So Twitter is suspending accounts. They, you know, go ahead. You can suspend those accounts. That's fine. You want to do that. Quit suspending my account because of my, my uh, libertarian conservative beliefs. How much time we got left? Boy, I'm going on an hour here. Give it a couple minutes. Uh, license plate reader helps police nab man suspected of stealing car out of Danville. That's good. You know, you got a lot of idiots out there saying that, you know, there's a privacy issue to the whole thing. No, there's not. No, there isn't. We need we need crap like this in every town. Because there's a, there's a lot, you know, it's funny. A lot of these people are coming from these impoverished neighborhoods and they're going out to rich communities and they're they're targeting these nice cars that people just leave out there so it's good to have the, that you know that kind of shit you know have uh license plate readers i, I don't think you know what what are you what are you hiding why do you gotta be you know why do you gotta be hiding you know what are you afraid of you don't want people you, it's a privacy issue only people that feel it's a privacy issue are the people that have fucking skeletons in their in their closet you know what i mean this is, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to finish. I know this is going to be a dark and sick little thing, but I, I'm going to just put it out. I'll just try to do this real quickly. I read this a while back, and it just, it, it really disturbs me. I don't even know. I, you know what? I'll probably just save it for tomorrow. I don't want to ruin my Sunday as bad as it is. I want to go out and enjoy the afternoon. The Raiders have stink. Let me hold on. What time is it? It is now 1230. Hold on. Oh, God. All right. Well, yeah, I'm getting the hell out of here going for a nice bike ride. Minnesota, 34. Raiders, 7 in the 4th. There's no reason to waste my time watching that game. All right, guys. Thank you very much for checking in. Thank you very much for sticking around on this crazy Sunday podcast. It's well over an hour or close to an hour. I don't know. I can't. I haven't even really checked the time. Feels like it's five hours. 
but I had to get it out of my system, all these stories. I really hope you guys had a wonderful weekend where you where you live. I hope, and thank you to all that showed up again uh, to the 35th annual Coastal Cleanup. That was really remarkable how much we got so much accomplished. Um, and if you ever got free spare time, come out and join me. You know, I, there's plenty out there to do. We didn't get all of it, but we sure made a hell of a difference. And that every little bit counts, so thank you so much to those 200-plus people that showed up. And a shout-out to the Boy Scouts. They showed up, too. Uh, me being a former Boy Scout, you know, be prepared and all that good stuff. So, and make sure you please check out my YouTube channel, World of Dan, capital W-O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N. Uh, go ahead and see my... I am right now currently, I am going to be putting out a video that I took of the um, the coastal cleanup at Don Edwards Nature Reserve. And right now it's uploading as I'm making this. So hopefully um, it turns out okay. Uh, I'm doing all the editing with uh, my, uh, my phone. I, I can't find a good editing program I can use on my Chromebook. I'm going to have to buy me a new computer one day. Anyhow, thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking in. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace out. Welcome back. Okay, in this particular segment, this is the last segment, already this particular episode, this podcast is running really long, so I'm going to make it really quick, as quick as possible, if I don't start ranting again. But in this epi- in this segment, um, it is now Monday morning. This is kind of, I guess you could say it's a two-part segment. There was so much going on over the weekend, I kind of got caught up. Uh, I was going to go ahead and talk about a couple of things that were that went on in the news, but to be honest with you, nothing but negativity. And you know, I kind of that leads into why um, I started what the goal of this podcast is, I should say. And it's not to spread negative news and stuff like that. It's kind of well, I mean, it's kind of to share my thoughts on on certain particular issues. But uh, I really don't want to... I mean, there's some pretty sick things going on in the world that I really would love to get my opinions out on. But I'm, I'm really going to... I really wanted to focus in on more of a lighter side of things. And, uh, you know, at times it will... I'll probably go into a negative rant uh, if it's really an issue that's that really bugs the hell out of me. But, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, it's an everything type of podcast. It's not going to have its, you know, Disney-esque type of uh, uh, subject matter. But all in all, I'm going it's to, a, it's a podcast that's evolving, if you haven't noticed. Each and every podcast starts off a little bit different and kind of goes in its own direction. And I guess that's kind of the nature of this podcast. I really want to kind of go, uh, just evolve, grow and evolve. It's just starting out. I don't have a particular direction or, or particular style to this podcast in any way. 
Um, except just open up the morning paper with a cup of coffee, uh, see what's out there and be opinionated about it and maybe share some, you know, experiences that I had over the weekend. And I can definitely tell you there was, there was you know, one personal issue I would like to talk about, but I won't go into it because this podcast is already run running long enough. But I will say, like I said, it is Monday morning in this segment. And I do want to kind of talk a little, uh, just kind of give a shout out, a quick shout out. Um, first off, the Oakland Raiders, they got decimated by, decimate, and I, I <laughs> you know, that's probably an understatement, but uh, yeah, they lost to the Vikings, man, 34 to 14. Um, there was no, de- I had, you know, when I made my other uh, segments of this podcast, I, the the Raider game was on. I mean, that's how entertaining the game was. I I rather make a podcast and talk about whatever's on the news than observe the the decimation of the Raiders in uh, in week three. So yeah, they lost. They looked really bad. Um, I did notice when um, one of the um, between. Uh, in, com- in commercial time, I guess it was a halftime they were talking. Uh, they were speaking about... Oh, no, it wasn't a halftime. It was kind of in between plays. That, um, they were talking about the Raiders' schedule and how much they have to travel. And it is absolutely ludicrous how the NFL has the Raiders scheduled to go fly back and forth, back and forth, all around the Bay. I mean, oh, excuse me, not the Bay. God, I need my coffee. Not the Bay, but across America... And that's nothing new because the Raiders always had horrible schedules. They they were always the team that traveled the most. So I don't know if they, that probably has a lot to do with you know how they play. I I would think so if you're traveling as much as they do. But that's still no excuse either. Or uh, they got they got pretty they got punished pretty good. But on a lighter note of football, um, what did keep me in my seat was I was watching and I you know and like I said I am a Oakland Raider fan true and true and you know I'm not a Broncos fan definitely and Kansas City fan and all that but and I surely I'm not a 49er fan usually 49 fans and Raider fans we kind of just oppose each other's teams here in the Bay Area uh but I have to give a shout out to the 49ers they did absolutely. They, they came out of it on a turnover, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, they had won twenty-four to twenty over the Pittsburgh Steelers. That gives them three and zero in week three. They are now set at three and zero. The first, the, the last time, excuse me, the last time the the 49ers were th- started off a season three and zero was in 1998, ladies and gentlemen. That's 21 years ago. So, to all you uh, 49er fans, you know, you got something to to definitely celebrate. I see you out there. I see you now. I see you guys pulling out your flags and putting them, hanging them in your porches. I see you dusting off those old Montana Frank Gore jerseys and putting them on over your shoulders and sticking out your chest, proud of your team. I see you out there. So, congratulations to you. Um, no, I'm not bandwagoning. I'm just kind of impressed by how Jimmy G and, um, and the rest of the team is just stepping up. Uh, their defense looked pretty good. Um, but I will not give them, uh, total, 
uh, credibility as how well their team is because I usually don't give any team any type of status until I see how they are about week eight. Week eight, then I'm going to say, okay, that team's got a chance at, at the playoffs. But, I mean, for a 3-0 and start for the 49ers, the way they've been looking in the past, in, in recent years, recent seasons, I, sh- I should say, yeah, good for them. So there you are. They got Pittsburgh. Very good. The A's keep winning. I am happy about that. They are, let's see, let's check this out. I believe they're one and a half games up in the AL wild card. And if that is true, I am happy. Right now, it's all, I'm going through the page, and it is all about the 49ers. You can tell that. Bay Area is stoked to see a change around. Uh, you can see these guys change around their act. Wow. You cannot find any baseball news on here today. Oh, there's one. Giants. Rookie Webb gives franchise hope for future. That's about it. All right. So, anyhow, that's enough I want to say. I want to end the segment. If you made it this far, thank you very much. This is a very, very long podcast i think a lot of them are going to be that I'm, but I, again i want to make it clear what my sole direction of this podcast is it while it is changing and evolving and i'm just kind of creating as i go i don't want to make it completely negative even though we shouldn't turn a blind eye to what is going on in the world because i think if we really kind of put out there exactly what kind of things are going on what kind of people are out there I think it kind of opens our eyes and makes us more uh, mindful of what's going on and, you know, just kind of, you know, be on the lookout for even the negative things in life and and kind of work on the things that should be, that can be worked on, you know. Uh, there was this one story, I really don't want to get into it because I want to end it now, but uh, it, it's just, yeah, it's just too sick. It'd probably make all of you just turn off the podcast at this moment. So, anyhow, thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, I'm currently finishing up on editing the video I, I did with the 35th Annual Coastal Cleanup. Um, I should be releasing that here in the near future. Probably, hopefully, if not today, Monday, uh, maybe tomorrow, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Um, doing it all on a cell phone. It's time-consuming, trust me. It's very difficult. Um, And a Chromebook, I really can't do it on a Chromebook. I really should invest in a new computer, and I'll probably do that in the coming coming weeks uh, so I can make some really cool videos. Um, I still like doing it, you know, as a hobby. And, you know, I got a couple of clips out there at the Coastal Cleanup. It was a good turnout. So thank you to all those guys that showed up. And with that being said, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. Check out my YouTube channel, World of Dan, capital W-O-R-L-D, capital O-F, capital D-A-N, all in one word, no spaces. Um, And check out my collage of miscellaneous videos and whatnot. And that being said, um, I will talk to you guys Tuesday. Thank you. Peace out.